0: Welcome to Wise Women Speak with Linda Pritchard and Lana bostini where we give voice to the wisdom in women. Hi, Linda. Hi, Lana. We're back again.
1: We're back again.
0: <laughs> and um, we're in studio right now, and both Linda and I... <laughs> I've noticed the distinct smell of bacon being <laughs> cooked in the studio next to us. They're having a cooking... I don't know what they're doing. They're doing a commercial or some kind of thing. It's for, a
1: TV studio. Yeah. It's yeah.
0: A, and my goodness, it's going to be in our clothes when we leave. I know. <laughs> going to be attracting dogs.
1: Mmm, bacon.
0: Mmm. Um, so today, in this podcast... We'd like to talk about something that seems prevalent with a lot of women, certainly the women we talk to and that, and, and ourselves, frank, yeah. frankly. Um, and that's the, the idea of a busy mind. Yeah. We, we have a lot on our minds and it doesn't seem to stop. And that can lead to overwhelm and anxiety
1: and, yeah. and ultimately depression. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, so since I've come to an understanding of the psychological principles behind our experience of life, mm-hmm. my mind is quieted down considerably, and that's really been a benefit of understanding something more about you know about life and a deeper connection mm. um, and a spiritual wisdom that comes with that so i'm not I'm not as busy in I'm, my mind gets quieter more readily more frequently um so and i notice when my mind is busy a mm. bit more than mm. i did i'm not like a victim of my thinking for extended periods of time so not being a victim of thought mm. so yeah i notice more when i'm busy minded Um, And I notice what happens when I have a lot on my plate. I start to feel anxious. I start to feel, you know, blood pressure goes up. Mm -hmm. I'm aware of that now, too, because there's a tightness in the body, and that's coming from a lot of overwhelming kind of thinking going on in me. Now, I mean, there's overwhelm, there's overload. Uh, Michael Neal makes a great distinction about those two Which is overwhelm is the, you know, experience that you're having, the feeling that you're having, which really comes from your thinking. Mm -hmm. Whereas overload can have a very practical aspect to it. Sometimes we just have too much to do. But we're having our experience of whatever is on our plate through thought. Yeah. And it's how we experience the many things that we have to do in a day, um, you know, a month, a year, over a lifetime. That is being experienced by us, and therefore, it's um, it's not the same as what we actually have to do. So there's our thinking about what we have to do, mm-hmm. and then there's the there's just the doing of it. Yeah. Yeah, if you're overloaded, you take the time to figure out, you know, what to do about that and how to reorganize it. Without the overwhelm, you are likely to be able to sort through what's maybe, you know, maybe you're living a life that's not kind of humanly possible. Maybe mm-hmm. you need help. Maybe you need to have fewer ideas and about what you think you should do, back to some of our other episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah, what are your thoughts about this, Lana?
0: Well, you know, I think... I think a lot of times women are are kind of conditioned to feel like they have to manage their lives and everybody else and
1: everyone life. else's. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yes, they're you are responsible so right.
0: for mm-hmm. everybody else. So certainly, yeah. a woman who has kids and I've I've had I had two kids, I still do, um, <laughs> uh, and a husband and a dog at one point. Yeah. And I I seem to be I took it upon myself that I had to manage everybody's life. Yeah. And so not only was. Plus, yeah, I was Mm going to say, you know, I factored in. And it got so bad at one point that uh, I wasn't even present for my own life. Mm. And a really dramatic example of this was uh, this one time I was driving my daughter, Ava, and uh, we were driving to school. And it was in Montreal. Have you heard this story before? No. Okay. So it was in Montreal, and we lived there, and she was probably seven or eight. And her school was about 45 minutes away. So I had to do this drive twice a day. And she used to listen to Harry Potter at the time. So I was pulling into a gas station because I needed gas. And uh, I said, okay, I'm going to leave the Harry Potter on while I go get the gas for the car. And um, so I, I left Harry Potter on, I got out of the car, I turned to the gas nozzle, I picked regular, I, Picked up the nozzle. I turned, and there was no car. And I had this flash of a moment where I thought, "I'm sure I brought the car." <laughs>
1: like, I literally
0: <laughs> thought, "What am I doing here? I'm sure I had a car with me." <laughs> And, then I, and a daughter and, in the car. Yes, exactly. And then I, I, I instantly flashed, and I went, "Oh my God!" And I turned to my left, and sure enough, my car was rolling down the slope of the gas station, headed towards two parked cars, oh and there was a space between them, and then beyond that was an intersection, a very busy intersection, and my daughter's little face was in the back window, going, "Mom," and I went, I just threw the the nozzle down, and I started running. And I couldn't catch up to the car as it went through these two parked cars, scraped one of them, up onto the curb, into the per- inter- intersection, and just before we hit another car, and thank God no other cars were around, yeah. I managed to get into the car and put the brake on. And I just oh, thought, my goodness. Wow. oh, my God, I... Well one, we were very fortunate. Yeah. But two, I was so not present that I had left the car in neutral. Yeah. Because my mind was I was already at the school. Okay, what did I need to do with the school? Yeah. What did I do need to do it after the school? My mind wasn't anywhere near where I was living. And these are the things that happened. I mean, happened, it was yeah. just, it was horrible. Suffice to say, I went back to that gas station later because Ava wanted to see the tape. <laughs> and the guy said, yeah, we've been running that on a loop and really? laughing. Like, because there's this crazy woman. <laughs> yes. We were really, really fortunate. But I mean, this happens to women all the time. We we, we are no longer present in our lives because we're so busy in our heads. Yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes it. it
1: can have serious consequences. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The serious consequences for, as you know, like a potential for a tragic accident yep. in your case, or for the stress hormones. Absolutely. To go wild within you mm-hmm. and, you know, if nothing else, shorten your life. Absolutely. Over, over a long period of time. Plus, influence how you feel in the moment, stressed out. Yeah. Which, of course, what does that lead to? Oh, right. Hypertension, everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, the mind-body connection is, is yeah. absolutely prevalent. And when we have this this overuse of our, our thinking, our stressful thinking, when we have this chronic – whoops, sorry, microphone – when we have this chronic thinking, it – Absolutely has an impact on our body and what's yeah. going on in our body and this yeah. is where we see disease show up,
1: yeah, and then of course, when you've got you know when you get into one of those states what it you're you're losing the present moment means when you're you're lost to the present moment mm-hmm. then you're lost to your clarity and yeah and your you know and your wisdom about what to do in any given moment—you don't make very many good decisions. No, you know people who are in a constant state of stress. You know, you can power through. You know, most mm-hmm. people are out there powering their way through. They think that life is full of stress, mm-hmm. as though it's coming from outside. Yes, right.
0: Which it's part is of my true. job. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. You know, so such a great topic. There's so many ways we could go here. Oh
0: yeah. Why do you think? I mean, we know certainly we're socialized as women to take care of others, be aware of yeah. others, yeah. Uh, be aware of the needs of others. I mean, I think in, in some way it innocently starts there where we we have to tap into how how is everybody feeling in this moment. Yeah. And I need to somehow fix it or make it good for everybody. Yeah. And so... All that does is add a tremendous amount of thinking and pressure on yeah. us. Yeah, when it it actually doesn't need to be that because we can never actually be responsible for how somebody else feels. That's not within our power. Yeah. We can't make somebody feel something, and and this is sort of the misnomer. This this is the mistake we often. St- think because we hear expressions such as she made me feel happy he made me feel complete i mean we we have these expressions that we use over and over again and we see in the movies and it's not true it's not true the missing link is thought in the moment that that person is having that's creating that feeling that's why somebody who um you know, somebody who, okay, so say somebody you're in love with, they they come home and they tell you they love you and you're in a really high mood and you don't have a lot on your mind and you can be present to the moment. You yeah. respond from that place. You're present. You respond to that, but you respond based on what you're thinking and what you're feeling in yeah. the moment. But say you're in a low mood, and that same person comes. Not that I'm speaking from examples, <laughs> uh, but, but that same person, and they say, "I love you." And your first thought is, "Okay, what do they want? What do they need?" Yeah. Men and women are more more similar than they are different. However, <laughs> however, <laughs> yes. Sometimes it seems in our thinking, in the way we we think, there may be some. Differences in that women do have a lot of thinking. We we tend to have a lot of thinking. So, for yeah. example, if I said to my husband, um, are you cold? He would literally answer, no, I'm fine. And that would be it because there was a direct question and a direct answer. Simple and direct. Simple, direct, not complicated. Yeah. No extra thinking involved. However... In my mind, I had a lot of thinking. <laughs> my mind said, okay, I'm going to ask this question and um, let's see where he goes with this. So, uh, are you cold? That's there's a subtext to that, and yeah. the subtext is I'm cold. Yeah. Do you think you're going to get me a sweater or take care of me or you know if, be be um, you know cognizant of, of the fact that oh maybe maybe she's cold maybe I should ask her if she's cold does she yeah. need anything yeah. like there's a whole sub subtext. To anything I would say in that moment. Um, And so if he responded with just a no, then I had a whole other conversation in my head about what that meant. The fact that he didn't ask about me. Then I had a whole story about that. I mean, the busy mind, it just went off. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And not recognizing that point of... We're living in separate realities created by, you know, no recognition yeah, of that exactly. at all. Yeah, and so we we start to judge other people based on the stories that are going in our our head. Yeah. So we don't really, we don't actually sometimes even see them. No. Nope. Right? nope. With the big S. No. Nope. Right. We we're experiencing them because we're experiencing our own thinking yeah. a, about them, and yeah and how this piece how this piece can relate to that sense of overwhelm. Mhm.
0: Mhm. Let's talk about that um separate realities piece yeah. because sometimes we we acknowledge it sort of like yeah 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 but we don't really get it. But
1: we don't really get it. I agree. Yeah. So so let's go there. Okay. All right. That sounds that sounds really good because I I noticed that I will often explain early on when I work with a client about mm. separate realities. Mm. And often people will kind of like, okay, I get that, right? I get the role of my thinking, I get the, right? But they really don't, they, they're not often, like at least initially, really seeing the implications of that over the span of, you know, life experience. Mm. So they're 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 missing that piece. So I was wondering what your experience was with that.
0: Um yeah, it's something that can be easily missed because it it's kind of invisible. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know? you know, the power of consciousness to you know, create this all-encompassing 3D movie that each one of us is experiencing is kind of taking that, it, it appears as though it's taking that into account. Yeah. So it's a powerful experience that we're having, which includes the other person. Right. But it's still being created by us.
0: Right and and so just to sort of parse this out a little yeah. bit more so people understand what we're talking about cuz yeah. sometimes you know we know what we're we talking know what about, we're talking but about. Yeah, others may go uh huh what is this it, yeah bring it down <laughs> yeah bring to... it, we'll do, bring it down to you know so everybody's on the same page here um what we're talking about is the way we experience life is through our thinking in the moment so thought and feeling are inseparable where you have a thought, you have a feeling as well uh, that comes and it's it's so close together that they they can't be divided yeah. um, and sometimes we we feel something and we don't realize there's a thought associated with it so it's it's a little bit tricky in that way that we'll we'll feel something you know like I'm feeling angry right now, but i not won't, won't be aware that there's a thought. Associated with it, I'll just feel what I feel. Yeah. Uh, but thought and, and you'll feeling, think it's coming from yeah, outside. I'll, Someone absolutely. else
1: made you feel that way.
0: That's right. right? So because that's what I see. That's mm-hmm. visible to me. So I'm. Yeah. I'm like that person. Cut me off in traffic. Good. Good. <laughs> I need a button here. Um, Good Lord. Don't get
1: in the car with me on 95. Oh, my
0: goodness. Oh, it's crazy. (laughs) But, you know, that's something I can see. It's coming through my senses and creating a vivid picture for me. So I can easily point out to that and say, that car, that person who cut me off in traffic caused me to feel angry. What we don't see, however, is that... Before we felt that, we had a thought about that, about the car. Yeah. In other words, I may have had a thought that, you know, this driver is really reckless and they could have caused a huge accident here. That really makes me angry, the thought of that. And the reason we know that what we're feeling is thought in the moment is because another time somebody could have cut me off and I wouldn't have had the same same reaction. I yeah. would have thought, oh, you know, maybe they're in a hurry. Oh, well. Yeah, no harm, no foul. Exactly. And it would have been nothing because in that moment I wasn't thinking, oh, that was dangerous, that was reckless, da, da da da. So so I'm feeling this based on what I'm thinking in the moment. But somebody else is having a totally different experience. So somebody could have been in the car with me while I had my own little anger outburst. Right. <laughs> a very civilized manner yes. and uh, say, oh, I don't know, my daughter <laughs> may have been beside me and she may have just been singing along to the music and, and didn't bother her at didn't all. Didn't bother
1: her at all. Yeah.
0: So she's having a completely separate reality from me. Even though she's me. just
1: a foot apart from exactly, you. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Because her thoughts or her thinking is focused on something completely different. Yeah. She may have seen what happened, but that did not grab her attention yeah. enough to hold and and to create a feeling from it. Yeah. So, you know, and often it's, you know, I found in my younger years, you know, if I saw somebody cruel to somebody else, I would often think, how can they do that? How can people be so cruel? And I didn't recognize, because I didn't recognize at the time, well, they're having a totally different reality yeah. than I am. I'm feeling what I'm feeling based on how I think, which is based also on, on, you know, what I believe. Um, And they're having, when they're thinking the way they're thinking, they don't think whatever they're doing is, is anything more than what they're doing. They don't, they don't um, value it the same way or put a, put a negative or a positive on it because they're having a different reality based on their thinking. And if I thought the way they thought, I would probably do the same thing, yeah, but I don't. We're all existing in our own little silos,
1: yeah, and that and um to the to the busy mind aspect of mm-hmm. that, right? There's a good chance that when you get on the highway and you um y- you might have been thinking about something like earlier or as you're right, right, and then when that event occurs you're in a really low state of mind because you might be agitated by the way you were thinking about other things. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you have this experience that is very different from a time when you are in a higher state of mind and the very same thing happens because we get caught up in our thinking. And that's, you know, to the busy mind piece, we start thinking about our Thinking, we're full of of um, sometimes conflicting things that we need to take care of, and we get into that state of overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Back to our yeah. Circle back. Circle back. Yeah. Yeah. To overwhelm.
0: So. So, what was the point at which you realized you had a lot of thinking? Because quite often people are unconscious of it. They oh, absolutely, just it's, in, it's invisible.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. So we we're kind of yeah we're really unaware of thinking. I I think um, that I I used to think that my thinking was just this. It was this thing that I did that was a deciding factor, you know, like I would use my thinking to do one thing or I would use my thinking to do another thing. But mostly I was unconscious of it. I was conscious of feelings, Mm -hmm. like did it feel good or, you know, mostly I'm kind of like just out in the world doing things. I'm just not even aware of any of it, right? Right, right. We're just kind of like doing beings except for those moments when – you become aware of something and it kind of comes and expands in your consciousness because you start to really think about it. Or have a beautiful experience, you know, because you go or do something and then uh, it's something that you enjoy and then you have a lot of really lovely thoughts about it. So then you kind of become a- aware of it. But mostly I wasn't. Mm. Now I am more I can say that I'm more lightly aware of it. You know, I have less. Um, I have less judgment about my thinking, or mm-hmm. it lasts for not as long. Right. Like, yeah, I might really hone in on something that I realize that I don't. I don't like that I'm thinking about, mm-hmm. or I know that it's probably harmful for me to be thinking about that because I'm being critical. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'll bounce out of that much more quickly because I'm, I'm aware that I'm a thinker. Yeah. That's such a powerful thing just to know that you're not the content. Because I think that's what leads people to a real fe- feeling of, and in some cases, kind of permanent overwhelm mm-hmm. because they think that they're in the content and there's nothing, there's no way out. Yeah. Right? There's nothing I can do. It's just the way it is. right? And that's, you know, back to what we said about the, you know, well, you know, life is full of of stress. Right. This job is full of stress.
0: Yeah. And it also sort of points to the, the distinction that you mentioned earlier between overload and overwhelm. Yeah. And understanding that distinction. You know, it may be a reality that you just have just too many things to do. Yeah. There are too many responsibilities, too many things that are on right. your list, and that is something you need to look at yeah. and to parse away. But overwhelm is um is what goes on in the mind. Yeah. It's the psychological uh consequence of too much thinking in the moment. Yeah. And and it weighs heavy on you, and when we ha- ever whenever we have too much thinking, where we feel weighed down and we can feel it in our bodies, we lose access to that wiser knowing self that that place of clarity where we just know what to do.
1: yeah yes, the knowing what to do piece. Mm-hmm. that's so important. I'm so glad you brought that up. yeah, because when your mind is busy, there's no room. Right There's no room for that moment of clarity. I mean, it's why, you know, kind of like the classic time, when do most people come up with great ideas or solutions to things? Mm -hmm. In the shower, you know, out for a walk. When you allow the mind to kind of settle, and then you come up with better solutions. But busy mind and not recognizing that what that's composed of, what's going on in you, it's Mm -hmm. really understanding. And I think when you were asking me that question before, it's the understanding of the human condition, what's going on in me. I'm a thinker. Mm -hmm. Thought flows through me all the time. And I'm experiencing that thinking in the moment. And if I pay a lot of attention to it, that particular line of thinking is going to hang around. Yeah. And if I don't, it will just keep moving. Like being, you know, angry on the highway when someone cuts you off. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I usually find I'll flare up a lot. My son who spends some time in the car with me can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's over fast because yeah. I let it. I just let it go through me. Sometimes I laugh because I realize how crazy I'm being yeah. about and how I can kind of go from zero to 60 over some, you know, traffic slate. Yeah. And that's gone. Yeah. And that's, I like that. I like being able to see that. It's really kind of a cool thing because it plays out everywhere in your life. Yeah. It certainly does.
0: And I think the other key distinction is, or something to point to is, as we said already, sometimes we don't notice our thinking. We don't realize yeah. we've got a lot of thinking go- going yes. on. We're unconscious to that yeah. fact. But we're, we always tend to be in touch with how we're feeling.
1: Yes, agreed.
0: And yeah. so those feelings really are a, a way to gauge how busy your mind is and where your thinking is. So one of the analogies that we use a lot is the rumble strips on the road. You know, when, when we're driving a car, because we seem to be talking about driving, driving I don't know lot. why, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and when you go off the road a little bit, you hit those rumble st- strips, yeah. which then go, duh, 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 and, and then you co- course correct, you right. know, you get back it's on the a, road a and you're up like, up oh, call, thank right? God. Um, yeah, and our feelings are kind of like that, too, because they tell us when we're off course with our thinking and so when we're feeling a lot of anger or stress some of these strong emotions yeah. that are creating a lot of tension within our bodies that's a way of saying ding 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 rumble strip check your check in on your thinking what's going yeah. on with your thinking
1: yeah you it's your feeling that's telling you about your thought in the moment yeah. the quality of your thinking in the moment exactly Yeah. exactly
0: so you know what to do about a busy mind uh Check in with your feelings. Yeah. See what's going on there. Recognize that you cannot, you have no control over how other people are going to feel or think. Yes. None. Yeah. None. And and you don't even have control over what thoughts come through your mind. Yes. The yeah. only place where you have somewhat control, where we talk about free yeah. will a little bit, yeah. is where you put your attention. Yeah.
1: What you, you know? pay attention to. Yeah. The thoughts that you do. Right yeah whether you're going to grab on to the ones that don't serve you very well or whether you're not
0: yeah so it's it's you know as women you know women out there yeah wise women out there use use that wisdom within you that knowing self that you know if if for example you had kids you sometimes you could put the book away and you just knew what to do you you could tap yeah. into your child and you knew what was really going on nobody needed to yeah, tell you anything that's a great anything. example lana yeah i i had moments of that certainly when my kids were little i mean i had one moment when my daughter she was just a baby and she was tucked into my arm and we were both sleeping and for some reason, I just had this knowing and I opened my eyes and there was a mosquito on her arm. And I swear, I was like, <laughs> I was like, tiger, tiger woman. And I just grabbed the mosquito, you know, like, but there was this knowing, just like the knowing yeah. if you breastfed, I always knew, like I knew when it was time. Yeah. There wasn't, I wasn't thinking about it. I just
1: tapped into something else. Yeah. And you know, this, this is a great example because busy mind Takes you away from that knowing. Yeah. you can't be in a state of of knowing and deeper connection to your own wisdom when your mind's busy. No. This is not possible. No. And if you start to notice when you have a busy mind and realize that for yourself, I think I think what we're pointing to is for people to for anything that we're talking about see. If what we're pointing to is true for you mm-hmm. in your own experience, reflect yeah. on it mm-hmm. and see if this is true. And we think that you'll experience that, but it's only when you see this for yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You see the difference between overwhelmed, busy mind, anxious thinking, and then the and, times, overload. and overload, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then being in the moment mm-hmm. when you know what to do. When you're overwhelmed, it is sometimes hard to see that you might just be overloaded. You yeah. might just have too much to do. Yeah. And as you were saying, as women, we do tend to um, step in and be the deciders, mm-hmm. the organizers, fixers, the fixers. Yes. Managers. Yeah, and all of those pieces. And mm-hmm. sometimes that can be just really truly too much. Mm-hmm. And it may ne- mean that you need to get help in some way, or you may just need to realize that you don't need to fix things in the way that you thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, You know, in some ways, it's a, it's a false sense of
1: control. Yeah, it is. Yeah. When you think that you, it's only you who can be the fixer of other people. Right. Right? Right. And it's, it's a reflection, and here we go into another topic for another time, but it does become kind of a reflection on you and what, whether you think you need to be fixed. Right. Absolutely. Because right? when you yeah. think other people need to be fixed because there's something wrong with them, most likely you think that there's something not quite right about you. Absolutely. And that's because you just haven't seen yet that there's... Nothing that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Not really. Never broken. Yeah, never broken. Um,
0: there's there's only one more thing I want to actually add on, even though that was a beautiful place to end. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, sometimes, you know, at night you'll have a busy mind and you can't sleep. Yeah. Um. The the thing that a lot of people tend to do is then we start to have another busy mind about the fact that we can't sleep and oh, that we yeah. have a busy mind. Yes, absolutely. So we add thought onto thought onto thought instead of just saying one of our lovely little mantras, oh well. Oh well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so what? So what?
0: Yeah. Sometimes your mind's just gonna do that, but if you don't give it the attention, if you don't if you don't
1: make a bigger monster out of it? Yeah. It just diffuses. Right. Because what what is what's useful about worrying about your thinking? There really isn't anything. No. It doesn't no. get you anywhere. No.
0: It just yeah. creates a
1: a problem that didn't need to be that there. That didn't yes. That didn't exist before yeah. you started there. Right? Exactly. You may have to sort out a problem you may need to focus your attention on something because it needs it just needs attention in the moment mm-hmm. but the less that you think about it as a problem and the more that you just realize it's just something that needs to be solved mm-hmm. problem adds in a whole lot of thinking right. right right absolutely about what that means yeah this is um this is great mm-hmm. I, i'm I'm learning so much from our conversations because it allows us to kind of be in this space I know and explore it for ourselves yeah. um while hopefully sharing something that's really useful to the people who will be listening to wise women speak and to realize the wisdom in themselves, yeah, yeah. And always, the
0: wisdom's always willing to speak.
1: It's, you know, always, it's always, yeah, always there. It is when the mind is quieter. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. Thanks, Lana. Till next. Okay. Time. Until the next time. You've been listening to Wise Women Speak. If you'd like to hear more, please go to wisewomenspeakpodcast com or find us on iTunes.